Welcome to another episode of the Morbidly Deceased Podcast. I am your host, JT McCallum. And I'm Evan Dilworth. And it has been a long time since we've talked, my friend. <laughs> um, yeah, when you messaged me the other day, you were like, oh, it's been like two months. I'm like, oh, shit, has it really been that long? But <sighs> Jesus Christ. Because <laughs> I, I remember wanting to record like around Easter, and then suddenly it's May 16th. And I'm like, oh, shit, when the hell did that, that happen? <laughs> It goes by quick, yeah, unexpectedly. Yeah. So, um, so today we're going to be talking about zombies. Um, they are probably well. They're my introduction into like the world of horror because I started out watching Halloween when I was seven, but I didn't really get into horror movies in general until I was thirteen when I watched Dawn of the Dead, and then from yeah. there I learned about Dario Argento and you know more Stephen King stuff, and I just that that started my my huge like horror deep dive. Um, where do you start with zombies? Like, what's the first zombie movie that you ever saw? Um, I can't. I don't think I really remember. I think. I want to say, like, one of the ones I think I remember watching, like, I watched, like, I can't say Dawn, I don't think, because, like, even though I watched that one, like, early on, I think the first one I really, really remember was, like, Return of the Living Dead. Okay, yeah. And, uh, actually, the sequel, because I'm pretty sure I was at my dad's, and we rented the first one, and then as soon as we we were done watching it, like, there was, like, this mom and pop video store, and they had part two. Right. So I was like, okay, never mind. I gotta go. We gotta go rent that. So I pretty <laughs> sure I, like the two I remember was that double feature was one and two return. That's awesome. And I still remember like two watching the second one. There was like the one part where um, I think the sister came down in her um, her like workout clothes or whatever, and you watch the VHS tape and it's fucking just static. Right. Just some, like fucking perv was just like constantly <laughs> rewinding it and watching it over and over again. That's hilarious. I just remember watching it, but like, the fuck, I can't see anything. What the hell's <laughs> happening? <laughs> That's really funny. Um, yeah, but um, so so zombies, do you consider like the, the voodoo stuff, like do you consider that part of zombies or does zombies start with you with Night of Loving Dead? I think it like, it starts with the voodoo stuff because like even I watched that stuff really young. I just don't remember it all. Right. I remember my dad showing me I walked with the zombie and stuff like that. And I was like, right. oh, okay. This is kind of cool. Right. Because it was just different, right? And I'm like, I wasn't like too into black and white. And I think that's what kind of put me off at first. Right. But then as like time went on and Romero was like, hey, I'm going to do a zombie movie. I'm going to make it like even cooler. Right. <laughs> like that's when it really like turned around, I think. Yeah, and and zombies are very cyclical. Like they go through cycles. Like every ten years or so, there's like a new zombie movie that like really like redefines what zombie movies are. Because for a long time, there were essentially like ripoffs of the Romero movies. But then in like the late '90s, early 2000s, you get things like 28 Days Later, at which then I mean you can argue that that's not a zombie movie, but um, but you get stuff like that, which then spawns like the dawn of the dead remake when they're all running fast you know what i mean so like they're oh, yeah. and then even that that owl um it all accumulates to like uh, world war z and stuff like that right so yeah um so we're okay so zombies the way that we think of zombies are arguably the most popular monster right oh yeah 
For like sure. they're in everything, cartoons. Like I yeah. know, like there's obviously other like like vampires and cartoons and all that stuff and like shows and stuff. But I just zombies is like super popular commercials. Um, yeah, Michael yeah. Jackson. Exactly. Like yeah, it's I, literally everywhere. Yeah. Um, I remember in about 2010, which was the year that I watched Dawn of the Dead. Um, that's when zombies for whatever reason that was like the year of the zombie yeah. because like they were popping up in shark or not shark commercials <laughs> car commercials and stuff oh and, yeah, yeah. And, and they were there was that one the one commercial i think it was for a tv that showed the clip from a zombie with the zombie fighting the shark as like the movie to um, oh yeah yeah I, I don't know if you remember that commercial but like i saw it ever and i'm like holy shit like why <laughs> if we live in a time when they're showing that clip for like to sell a tv like you would just never yeah. think that and then in 2010 as well that's when the walking dead started like the, the tv show so i, I think that yeah. they were on the rise to popularity, especially after things like 28 Days Later and the Dawn of the Dead remake. But 2010, to me, I really think is when it got, like, serious. Yeah. Yeah, it was literally... And it was because... I think, like, a big thing was because of The Walking Dead. Yeah, because that was the most popular show for a long time. And then, like, a lot of stuff, like, started coming up. Yeah. And, like... Not, like, some good, some, like, not really good. Well, that's the problem with zombies, right? Is they can be amazing or they can be terrible. Like, because it's so cheap, right? And, like, really, like, realistically, like, anytime anyone makes a zombie anything, they have to be copying some elements of things that you've seen before. And, like, Romero's movies pretty much covered everything. You know, like... like, The blueprint for every other movie. Right, exactly, exactly. And, like, there's nothing that you can really do. Like, even, like, the the, the douchebag army people in 28 Days Later is like, okay, well, that's obviously, like, an homage of some sort to, to the douchebag army people in Day of the Dead, right? Yeah. Or, yeah, right, there's so many other things. You have scientists trying to figure stuff out. That's also from Romero's movies. You got people in a mall, you know? Like, yeah. Like the, like, the video game Dead Rising or even Left 4 Dead 2, like, stuff that takes place there. And it's all, yeah, it's all paying homage in some way to Romero's stuff and obviously he's the master at it um no one's gonna try to try to deny that right I mean you can argue and say that some of his zombie movies especially nearing the end haven't been fantastic um but at the same time though it's like you can allow him to have a little bit of crap teetering out to the end because he gave you Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead you know like I think You're right. Like he, he can make shit for the rest of his life. And as long as you have those three good movies, right? Just, like I'll still watch them. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> right. Exactly. And like, even something like George Lucas, like, yeah, he gave us star Wars. Like he doesn't need to, sure. You don't like Phantom Menace and attack the clones. I don't give a shit, but he gave you star Wars. So how can you say that you hate this guy or that he's a hack when he yeah. literally created star Wars, right? Like <clears throat> he can make yeah. shit for the rest of his life. I don't care, but because he gave us something so cool. Um, but yeah, but it, it's funny because the rules, and this is what I'm like, this is what I find really interesting is that monsters always have a set of rules. Like vampires can't go out in sunlight, you know, they can't see their reflection in a mirror and all this stuff. Um, werewolves, you have to kill them with a silver bullet and all this stuff. But all of the rules that we know about zombies come from Romero's movies. Yeah. Right? Like the whole, like, okay, well, you bite one. Uh, sorry, uh, a zombie bites you and then 
you either end up infected or it speeds along your death process and then you become a reanimated corpse and then you go and eat human flesh. Yeah. But one thing that people associate with Romero, which I used to get so bloody defensive of when I was first getting into his movies, is that everyone thinks that all zombies eat brains. Yeah, but to my knowledge, Return of the Living Dead is the only series where they ever eat brains. Yeah. Right? Like, I can't think of any other movie where zombies eat brains. Yeah, no, I'm trying to think now. And then it's funny, though, because what I, what I always did to these people who would say, like, oh, yeah, zombies eat brains. I'm like, how do you know that? And they're like, well, because they say brains. I'm like, oh, do zombies talk? And they're like, no. And I'm like, okay, then how do you know that they eat brains? <laughs> because you're thinking about Return of the Living Dead where they do talk in those movies, right? Yeah. And that, that's when they say brains. But it's just so funny how that movie infiltrated zombie culture but that series isn't that popular you know what i mean like no i know people have heard of night of the living dead dawn of the dead but they've never really heard of return of the living dead right like it, it's yeah. so weird how, how like you can't pinpoint how people know this stuff it's 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 almost like like that's been like synonymous as like I don't know, like Dracula being like, I want to suck your blood, which he doesn't really say in the movies, right? But people just attribute that quote to him, right? But it's yeah, just, yeah it's just funny. Um, well, it's like, even like you were saying with the rules and stuff, it's like uh, in Night of the Living Dead, it's pretty much um, Dwayne Jones who pretty much sets it up. He's like, yeah, I seen somebody bite somebody and then they turned into one of those things. Right. And then he's like, uh, you know, he shot one a couple times and then, you know, you got to hit him in the head to kill him. So he set that up. Right. The rules, you know, this is yeah. what happens when you get bit and this is how you get rid of them. And then literally like Return of the Living Dead was like, no. Yeah, no no it's rules for different. us. That's not it. Yeah, you just can't kill them unless you like totally cut them up. Burn and even them. then they still move. Like, even yeah, you it's cut like them off, you have to set them on fire until there's yeah, nothing and, left. And totally get rid of them. And then hopefully they're done with because yeah. even in the movie you see like once they do that it just creates a bigger problem exactly exactly and and that's and that's the best part about um that that series especially that first movie though is that they're like oh yeah there's no rules like you think you know stuff about zombies but we're gonna s- switch yeah. all of that around on you and guess what and i think you can't kill them <laughs> and that's what makes it like it's not like a scary movie but it does make it like that's creepy it's like oh shit like you can't stop them. Right. Like, what the hell are we going to do then? They're like, you can't burn them all. Exactly. Exactly. But then, like, um, what is it? Oh, yeah, even, like, um, the the torso corpse mm-hmm. is even explaining, like, how they kind of do it. They're like, oh, yeah, we eat brains because, like, it hurts to be dead and all that stuff. Yeah. And that kind of gave it a bit of a story as to why they were doing it. But even in that movie, it's, like fully self-aware because um Bert is saying like I think it's Bert yeah um is like oh yeah you know that you know Romero movie with the, yeah. the corpses that come back to life it's like yeah that was like based on a true story and all that so it's like funny because they bring that into the movie right you know what bo- like, you know what bothers me about that though is yeah. um he says like 1969. Like he, he, uh. said, he, he says the event <laughs> happens in 1969. And I'm like, oh man, if they'd literally just said 68, that would have made yeah. everything better. But he has to say 69, and that bothers <laughs> me so much because then I'm like, oh fuck, because I'm 
I mean, I'm, I know that you're this way too, but we know that it's 68, right? Yeah. Like for Night, for Night of the Living Dead. So the event couldn't have happened in 69 when the movie came out in 68 because that doesn't make any <laughs> sense. But I, I love the way he's telling that story. He goes, they changed the facts around. Like the, just the way he yeah, talks he's, is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> he's like being so quiet. It's like they're the only two in that whole building. Yeah, exactly. Like trying to keep it hush hush yeah. so nobody will hear them or whatever. Yeah. And then when, when he's like, Do you want to see them? He's like, see what? He goes, the corpses. And he like <laughs> sticks his, his tongue out and crosses his eyes. It's so good. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I love that movie. That movie's so fun. It, it, it is. And but it's also like, genuinely like once the like everything starts coming back to life, I think that's the coolest part when like the split dog starts barking yeah. and all you see all the dead butterflies start moving in, in their thing and that the yellow skin guy like the effect doesn't look great but like that's that is probably the most frightening scene in that movie when he's just screaming because he woke up and, and he just like bolted out the door at them yeah exactly that's so funny yeah and you just hear him like smashing on the door and then like the camera like zooms in really quickly onto the door i'm like holy <laughs> shit <laughs> what are we gonna do and he's just crying all the <laughs> yeah. time that entire movie is just people crying at what's happening on the, <laughs> the two. Yeah, it's it's so Everybody's funny. Though, it's so funny though because like, uh, for us as an audience, like, um, especially with like the music they added to it, like when when they put like the song like Surf and Dead, and they're like oh, running yeah, around yeah. in the church, but like it's not funny to the characters in the movie. I think that's what makes it so strong is because it's funny <laughs> to us, but it's also like if you were in that, you would be shitting yourself. Right, yeah. like, yeah, like that. That's what makes it so effective. It's like they're not playing it for jokes, but it's hilarious what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> right? and it's like even um, uh, like you were saying, like zombies don't talk and stuff, and they totally like broke that too. Yeah, exactly. They're like, oh yeah, in our movie, they talk. Yeah, and exactly. They and and like, they say the funniest shit when the guys yeah, when the zombies said more cops. <laughs> yeah, like that one zombie's just like this skinny little guy. He's like ten more cops or ten yeah. more police. Yeah, and it's just uh, like the way he says it. I'm like, oh my god! Yeah. And his voice is like, send more paramedics. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that one. Oh my god, so funny. Yeah. Or like, like um. In part two, when it's like the older one, he's like, "What does he say?" He's like, "Oh, what's what's the president's name?" He's like, um, "Harry Sherman or whatever." It's just like, "Oh my god, yeah, it's just such nonsense." But it's like the best kind of nonsense. Yeah, exactly. The best the, the best line in part two is when the screwdrivers and the he's like, "Get that damn screwdriver out of my head." <laughs> And then even like Frank in that movie's like, oh please, Lord, take me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have been doing this. Like, shut the hell up and let's go. Yeah. Just leave me behind. Yeah. And then it's funny too because they um they do the parody of the Michael Jackson zombie. Oh god, yeah. The movie and he just shows up in, in the thriller jacket. Yeah, everybody's getting electrocuted, and then just like the hero zombie comes out and just sitting there shaking with its arms out. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god. Yeah, it's so funny. Great. Um, who's your favorite zombie? Honestly, it's Bob. I knew you were gonna say like that. right away. It's and it's funny too because like even when like. You watch zombie movies, you see them just, like, evolve. And that was, like, Romero's thing. Like, they're smart, but they're just not, like, super intelligent. So, like, right. night, you see them, they're kind of, like... Night is, like... I see it as, like, the zombies just kind of first awakening and all that. Yeah. And then yeah. Dawn is, like, okay, we've been at this for a bit. So, they're... It's, like, almost, like, baby. Right. Um, 
and and a parent where like they see you do something yeah and then they kind of start to mimic exactly. it so they're watching all these like humans like, and stuff like the guy with the gun who takes the gun yeah when he takes the gun from him. <laughs> yeah. yeah and he just kind of walks around with it and he doesn't do anything with it but he knows yeah. that he knows what it is and he's looking at it yeah I, like, I I heard that, that that wasn't even supposed to actually happen. Like that extra ended up getting a bigger role because he's flat out took the gun yeah. from, from him. And then he's like, okay, well now we got to have this funny thing where like you trade out the gun with him later on. He's just like, oh, I like this gun better <laughs> at the end of the movie. Right? I love that. <clears throat> and it's like, even when, um, oh my God, I can't believe I forget the name. Flyboy. Yes. Even when he's dead and he's a zombie, he's like, it shows how intelligent they are because he's like luring them all. He's like, yeah. this is the way. There's a right, secret exactly. wall here exactly. and we're going to break it down and we're going to go up and get them. And and, and, and he's, like, he's still carrying his, his pistol too, but he just can't yeah. figure out how to use it. <laughs> it's like swinging on his finger yeah. and he's pointing and walking and everything. Yeah. But I always like that. And then it's just like so little but it always makes me cringe when they're like biting the wall and shit and i know like, oh when, when their fingernails are scraping oh uh, yeah it's, you can just feel that i'm like god damn it don't do that <laughs> but and then in day it's just like all right these bob obviously has been taught and frankenstein's teaching him and all that yeah but it's like he's just like fucking super smart and it's like that's scary yeah it's like not only is he like <clears throat> a zombie, which is like this flesh ripping monster, but it knows how to fucking it knows where to go. Yeah. It knows how to walk. It knows how to salute. It can fucking it starts talking. Yeah. And it, that is just like the scariest thing ever. Cause then it's like even more unpredictable. Like, oh, okay, well, it's not just them shambling around. Right. They know where to go. They can find a path and walk it and then like cut you off or surprise you like like look at um um steel yeah yeah yeah, yeah. when he's in the room and then they just pop up behind him yeah and then they rip his neck and i'm like fuck man and that's that's such like a good scene too because like he just knows he's fucked so he takes out like the guy that bites him and then another one and then he just he's like all right i'm not doing this and then just off himself exactly yeah but then the reason why i like bob so much too is like when he breaks free from his chain and then he's just walking around and he goes and finds Dr. Frankenstein, he's like, I had told this, like, I, I think we went to the same convention where Howard Sherman was there. Right. It was a dark carnival. Yeah. And I told him, I was like, that was probably one of my, my favorite scenes in like all the movies. It's just like, it's an undead person, but he's showing emotion because he knows that person and it's not moving and he's dead. Yeah, exactly. And, like, genuinely, like, you can, you feel for the zombie for, like, probably the first time. <laughs> right. In any of the movies, because it's, like, that's the only person that wasn't, like, oh, he's a monster. Like, right. let's just kill him right away. He's, like, no, I want to keep him and, like, make him docile and, like, teach him things. Yeah. And then you just see, like, the pure, like, sadness in an undead monster. Yeah. And it's, like, that's just, like, that's so crazy. And then when he gets revenge, it's it's so, like bittersweet it's it, it's satisfying when he when he kills uh Rhodes. yeah oh, it's so good man <laughs> because just, like, the whole him. time yeah R- Rhodes is just pissing him off because Rhodes comes in and then bub salutes him and then he <laughs> later on at the end of the movie bub shoots at Rhodes, and then he falls down and then he gets fucking killed 
in the best way ever because he yells choke on him to the zombies yes. while they're eating his intestines. And then Bub just salutes Rhodes. And then it's like, you just watch him and then he just kind of stands there like, well, what do I do now? Yeah, exactly. Like, he yeah. was out to do that. He did it. And now he's just like, all right, I'll just kind of go on. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's so yeah. good. My, my favorite zombie, I think, is Flyboy. I think that he's the best actor as a zombie. Like, you really, yeah. like, like, to me... Every other person that's ever played a zombie, I can see the actor behind it. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. But, like, when Flyboy's the zombie, I don't see David Emge there at all. I just see... I'm like, oh, shit, you can't communicate with this thing. Like, his brain is so far gone. Yeah. Right? Like, he's... Sure, he's, like, acting on instinct. But, like, I can't talk to this. Like the Yeah, well, like, his... It looks like almost like his neck is like a little bit fucked up and his yeah. eyes are just looking up. Like yeah, he just exactly. Like, like he, yeah. he was hung or something. Right. And then his eyes just rolled back and they just don't move. Yeah, exactly. You know, when you watch him walk around, like he's walking. I'm sure he's not actually walking on his ankle, but it looks like it the whole yeah. time. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, he, that was, yeah, he was, I'd say he's a close, he's second for me. Because right. that performance is really good. And he's just like, like you said, you can't, you can't there'd be no way. Right. <laughs> you can communicate. You can even try to communicate with him. No, exactly. Like, he's so far gone. Whereas, like, you can communicate with Bub. You can communicate with Big Daddy from Land of the Dead, right? Like, there's yeah. other there's other zombie characters that you can communicate with in, in a different way. But Flyboy, he's just gone. Yeah. And, like, even, like, when, like, that's the most depressing part of Dawn of the Dead um, is, like, these people that you cared about throughout the whole movie, they're gone. Like, when, mm-hmm. when, when Roger dies... And then that blanket comes down and you realize he's a zombie. You know that Roger's gone. Like, there's no yeah. semblance of him being left in that body anymore. Like, that's just a zombie now, right? So Yeah. And I, I even like his, too. Because this is, like, that's the one that you see the slow transition. Yeah. yeah. I wish we saw snap. more more Roger yeah. zombie. No, I think that would have been cool. Yeah. And you just kind of see him go crazy. And then he's, like, snapping. and Yeah. You know. His... His turn to being a zombie, like, in terms of, like, when he starts to get sick, and then you see, like, his his uh, cheeks, you know, start to, like, sink in, and you're yeah. like, oh, shit, like, he's... And then, yeah, like you said, he goes crazy, and he's crying about, like, when he needs the morphine, and, and then he's like, we whipped him, didn't we? And he's like, yeah, we did, buddy, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, it's like, holy shit, like, this is not a fun process. <laughs> like, no. you, you never really think about, like, what happens to the people. Because in Night of Living Dead, you don't know the process. You, you Like, Johnny disappears yeah. at the beginning of the movie, then he comes back as a zombie later on. And even uh, Cooper's kid. Yeah, yeah. Co- Cooper's kid and asleep the whole time. Exactly. She doesn't. She she's like, oh, mommy, it hurts. But like, that's really it that we get. Yeah. Like, we don't know anything that's happening, right? But then, yeah, and then that's it, really, in terms of like characters that we know that become zombies. Yeah. And actually, there's no zombie like characters that become zombies in Day of the Dead, is there? Uh, no, no, because they all either shoot them right away or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. I never thought of that. Uh, yeah, nobody does become yeah. a zombie in that. Dawn has two, night has two, <laughs> and day yeah. has none. That's interesting. That's very weird. I didn't even realize that. <laughs> yeah. I don't think Land of the Dead. Does. Oh wait, yes, it does. Um, John Leguizamo's character. Yeah. 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 yeah do you like Land? He looks so weird. Yeah, I do. I actually yeah. that's because that's the first one. Like that's the only one I got to see on the big screen. Right. Yeah. No, and even in that, like. Again, you see them um, using tools, being smart, and then they're even yeah. like 
using things, guns, to, like, yeah. the one butcher that's walking around, and, like, Big Daddy grabs his arm and shows him, like, swing like that and stuff. Yeah. I, and I then, love, I love Inland, um, when they're looking at the fireworks, like, at the beginning of the movie, and then the guy comes by and, like, starts shooting at, at the girl's head or whatever, and then oh, Big Daddy's yeah. holding onto her hair or whatever it is, and he throws her on the ground and just curb stomps her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, and then like even like I think it became so big in like the states and whatnot that like even when the Italians started doing like zombies movies, they were just like, All right, we'll make ours like a step up and it was like super gory. Lots of zombies. Didn't make sense all that much, like yeah, <laughs> a perfect example of like a good Italian zombie movie is obviously Fulci's Zombie, right? Because it's like it's got crazy shit, like the shark versus zombie, like that yeah. scene. <laughs> I remember watching that when I heard about it. I bought it. I remember buying the DVD, and I was like, "Holy fuck! I can't wait to watch this movie." And then I was watching. I was like, "Oh my god, this is like the coolest thing ever!" Because <laughs> it's like the it's got the. Um, what is it the splinter through the eye yep when the zombie pulls the woman's like face forward and all that stuff yeah and it's just like man it's reaching you know in europe now and now like they're all doing these movies and there's tons of them and even zombie was supposed to be like um a sequel to uh dawn of the dead yeah that's why it's called zombie 2 because in um european countries dawn of the dead is called zombie and yeah. uh, and then when Fulci made his movie, it's called Zombie Two in in Europe. But over yeah. here, it's just called Zombie because we don't have a movie called Zombie. And then it gets really confusing because eventually later on, like Zombie Four is actually Zombie Six, and like they because they like yeah. skipped a couple movies. So. Yeah, it gets so weird. <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah, there's like five of those movies. Yeah, there's one zombie movie. I I don't remember what the title is. Um, There's a guy on YouTube. I'm sure you've watched him before. Maybe not. Um, His name's uh, Cinema Snob. He watches like all these like shitty Italian horror movies pretty much or sometimes porn. Like he's watched like the (laughs) E.T. porn and stuff. But and then (laughs) his whole thing is like um, because like in the 80s, you get like Roger Ebert and stuff to like um, review like all these terrible like low grade slasher movies. But they're like film critics right like cinema critics and they're reviewing yeah. like uh slumber party massacre <laughs> so, and they're like oh I, this movies are terrible so so like his whole like character is that like he's acting like a a snob but he watches like <laughs> these like shitty low rent like vhs <laughs> yeah. porns and stuff and yeah so he um he he reviewed the zombie movie one time that i believe was from italy and um it is essentially a carbon copy ripoff of Dawn of the Dead where, like, the SWAT team goes into, like, this apartment complex and it literally plays the Goblin score. Oh, <laughs> so, um, hell, it's called Hell of the Living Dead. Is, is that that one? Yeah, because yeah. they're, like, wearing the same getup. Yeah, 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 exactly. And it's, yeah, because it, it's so funny because... Um, He's doing like like a transition, and he's like, "Oh, meanwhile in Dawn of the Dead," and then it, like the music starts. And he's like, "Jesus Christ!" Literally, meanwhile in Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. It, was, it was pretty good. Yeah, that it's really weird because like there's um, two directors. One's Bruno uh, Mattei, and then yeah. Joe D'Amato, and they like ripped off a lot of stuff. So like when you watch Hell of the Living Dead, it's almost it's just like. 
apartment building and then it's like this chemical building out in like right. the jungle or whatever yeah, but yeah, yeah. it's set up to run and almost play as the same as dawn of the dead right so they're in the apartment building and then they got to escape and then it's like i think only one of them make it out it's been a while since i've watched it but right. it's literally like i would say uh 85 of the movie is dawn of the dead right. <laughs> it's so weird like yeah but it's it's a fun movie. It's so like weird and bizarre, but right. It's um, it's crazy. Spe- speaking of Dawn of the Dead again for one second, um, I remember I sent it to you. I still haven't watched it, and I'm really pissed off that I haven't. There was that Japanese laserdisc version of Dawn of the Dead that starts oh, yeah. out and and it plays like it has the Suspiria soundtrack instead of the Goblin Dawn of the Dead soundtrack, and like that's just so fascinating to me and it starts out with like this this like prologue and it's like in the year 2099 like space exploration has brought back a chemical and blah 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 and like that's why the dead are rising and it's like holy shit like this is a completely different movie than than what we got in north america <laughs> yeah i would i i, I gotta watch that because yeah it'd be I, fun to watch that yeah it's 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 so weird like and then even all the different cuts of dawn of the dead like the italian cut or like the european cut cuts out a lot of things but they also add scenes and that's always weird to see is like new scenes with like it's almost like an action movie then oh yeah like an action movie yeah absolutely and um personally i i just find romero's like director's cut to be a little bit too long and i i feel like you need the goblin score yeah no, right, like, like, like the the version of Dawn of the Dead that we're all used to has a mix of library tracks and the Goblin score, but mm-hmm. the the Romero director's cut only has library tracks, and the Argento cut only has Goblin score. But I, I you need that amalgamation to make it Dawn of the Dead. It's such a oh, weird, yeah. fun, wacky movie that that you need like the the American sensibilities and the Italian sensibilities mixed together to make it what it is. Yeah, it it is weird, especially seeing like the cut where it has both music and like when i watch their gentle cut now and it's only got goblin score it's it's very weird right and then like when you i haven't watched the director's cut probably in i don't know like 10 years like i haven't watched even like the one i got recently right but it's just it's so off yeah without having the mix of them because it's like the goblin score is like when serious shit's going down or like they're they're trying to do stuff and then like the library music kicks in to kind of like lighten the mood a bit. Right. And then when that doesn't happen, it's just like, Oh fuck, this movie's just like super down now. Right. <laughs> like, like, the, how do you, how do you have the truck scene without that music? Yeah. <laughs> right. The didn't, 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 didn't. Yeah. But, um, okay. So let's talk about zombie video games for a second. Cause those yeah. are really important. Um, Romero always said that zombies aren't popular from movies; they're popular from video games. So, what what do you think about that comment? First of all, uh, I don't think there would really be too many zombie games if it wasn't for the movies. I mean, uh, one of the ones, like the ones that I probably enjoyed the most when I was younger, which they're bringing back, and I can't wait, is um, Zombies Ain't My Neighbors. Like, yeah, that was a big game for me when I was younger. Yeah. And it was just so fun because it was like, it's, it's putting, it's like, it's supposed to be kind of kid friendly because there's two kids running around with like water guns yeah. shooting it's zombies. It's scary as shit. That, yeah. That, with the chainsaw who's chasing you. In oh, yeah. Level. 
Oh my god, I fucking shat my pants. I remember screaming with my sister. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like 10 years old screaming with her. <laughs> because he's just like, he pops out of nowhere. We're like, run, yeah. run, run, run. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like that stuff is, is fun. But I don't think it would be around unless there was like, you know, the Romero stuff. Or like who, whoever influenced them at the time to right. make that game if they weren't doing a zombie movie or whatever, or they weren't around, I don't think we'd maybe get that game. Right. So I think it's very influential, and I think the movies come first. Right. Um, I mean, even now, like, look at the... um, All the... What what are some of them? Dying Light, uh, Dead Island. Yeah, exactly. Dead Island, to me, is, like... Because they're on, like, you know, obviously, like, there's a resort. I think of, like zombie or like something like that because they have to go away to an island and maybe not a resort but it's like this whole place where they do like you know some experiments or like the doctor and the wife live in the house and stuff and it's just very like reminiscent of that so yeah that's true even i think that has some sort of like touch from it it might not be fully based on like the italian zombie movie but it's got some influence from it in there Right, exactly. And and as I was saying before, like Left 4 Dead 2 has that whole section in the mall, which is, whether you want to yeah. say it's a reference to, to Dawn of the Dead or not, but I mean, like, you can't say zombies in a mall and it not, not to think sort of, of right? Um, and then even in Left 4 Dead 2, um, there's this level where you start, um, you have to bring gas to this... Um, uh, like a parade float. Yeah. And um, they play like a really cheesy song, but I heard that the developers wanted to use the gonk from Dawn of the Dead oh, that as that track, which would have been awesome. <laughs> but obviously they didn't get the rights to it or whatever it was, but that, that would have been great. But like, I, it's it's all cooked in, like all of that stuff. Like, yeah, you know, like as we said before, you can't have anything to do with zombies and not be influenced by Romero. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. Because it's the gold standard of anything to do with zombies. And, and like we've talked about before, he set up the rules for all this stuff. But one thing that I was just thinking of, though, is there's not really any zombie video game that I can think of where you need to shoot them in the head to kill them. No, yeah. It's just shoot them and then they're Exactly, dead. and then they die. But um, I think that that would kind of be interesting to have a game where, like, you don't survive until like you can't take yeah. it down and like it would be kind of awesome if you could like blow off their legs and like blow off their arms but they're still like crawling over yeah know, right that would be pretty like, cool the only thing i can think that comes kind of close to it is like in i think when it started oh and even like the early ones like resident evil if you shoot them in the head they just die faster right but it, it it's not like any it's only a little bit different but i think that'd be the only thing that maybe remotely resembles like right. shooting them in the head did you ever play the Land of the Dead video game? Yes, and it was so fun. I love that. I love game. that game too. I love that game too. Um, my my dad gave that to me for an Easter present one year, um, and like I I knew that I'm like holy shit, like this is a rare game, like that it 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 was hard to find for a long time. I don't know if it still is or not, but like I was really happy to have it. But I was like, oh, and mine was. Um, sealed still so i'm like oh shit do i open this and play it or do i keep it as a collectible and i'm like (laughs) fuck it i want to play it so i played it and honestly this is gonna make me sound bad but um i love video games but i don't really beat a lot of video games (laughs) like i think maybe in my lifetime i beat maybe 10 video games but i have like 30 games per console so that (laughs) kind of makes me a bit of a hypocrite in some way but um 
But yeah, Land of the Dead was, I think, one of the first games that I ever actually beat the whole way through. And I was pretty proud of my accomplishment. But it was such it a was, fun game. Yeah, like, it was really fun. Yeah, like I remember being genuinely like uh, in suspense for some moments. Like if, when you're like walking around like a house or like even when you get to um, like where like the, the mall is essentially. Or like not, not the mall, but the place in Toronto that where... Yeah, um, Fiddler's Green. Or yeah, right? exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So... But yeah, like I, I remember that being such a fun game. I should go back and replay it. I'm like, I well, it's funny. Like speaking of, like I just um, got uh, Stubbs the Zombie. I don't know if you remember that game. No, I don't. But it's like it's a futuristic setting, but it's also very fifties. So okay. everybody's like, looks like the fifty, and you're the zombie, and it's like it's got a decent amount of comedy in it. But you're the zombie that comes back to life, and then you find like this love interest. Okay. And you kind of follow her around and whatnot, but like you pull out like your some of your organs and you throw it, and it's like a bomb, or like you rip <laughs> your arm off and you can go and you play as the arm, and then you can control people by putting the, like the fingernails in the head or whatever, and then right. you walk around as a person. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm looking at it on on, on Google right now. What it's, I've this like, looks fun as shit. It's <laughs> very fun. Like. I um when I downloaded it again, I was like, all right, it's probably gonna be shit. But like they kind of updated it a bit, and it looks okay. it doesn't look too bad. But it's on the um, Switch too. Holy shit! Yeah, it's how does it's it have half- how does it have nine out of ten on Steam, but fifty four percent on Metacritic? <laughs> it's such a fun game. Like, I absolutely love it. But yeah, like I I remember when I seen they they put that back on Xbox and whatnot. I I bought that game when it came out on Xbox. I didn't even have Xbox. Right. I just went to Walmart and I bought it and I asked my buddy, I was like, can I borrow your Xbox? Because I just bought this game and I want to play it. <laughs> He's like, yeah, sure. But like, that's how much like, for that time, that's how much I wanted that. I wanted zombies in my life. So I would go out and if it was right. a video game and I didn't have the console, I was buying it because I knew I was going to play it somehow. Right. That's just I mean, like how much I'm, fun I'm gonna I had. I have to it. check that out. That looks fun as shit. <laughs> I think you'll like it because like, even like you have to like when you go and attack people you have to hit them a couple times but then you have the option and you hit y and you grab them and blood squirts out of their head and you see a hole in their head after you eat them right and they get up and they follow you around and you whistle and then they come towards you too and you just like have this army of zombies walking behind you right and it's just oh it's so fun oh my god (laughs) yeah Um, like um i don't know yeah, so movies are, like, the main thing. And I think just whatever came from that, it's always movies are going to be influential. Right. It wasn't like, oh, games did it. Games might have changed something slightly, like uh, Dying Light, where there's, like, it was, like, a lot of parkour and zombies. Yeah. And they brought a lot of different monsters into it that are supposed to be, like, mutant zombies or whatever. Yeah, like, Left 4 Dead 2 has a lot of, like, the mutant, like, the tanks, the boomers. Yeah, the like, that's, right. like, their own twist on like an original kind of idea so they have the zombies but then they make these you know their own things so it's not completely just like a rip off of zombie stuff they have that plus they have a few of their own ideas and even call of duty which i never really played a whole lot of they had like cod zombies like everybody knows that like that's like everybody's favorite game mode to play right like it's and 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 I, I do love the concept of that, which is where it's just like you and a friend and you're in like a bunker and you just have to defend it for as long yeah. as possible. Right? Like that that is that's so reminiscent of Night of the Living Dead. 
mm-hmm. right? Like it's just zombies trying to break down your barricade and <laughs> you just have it's to defend like, it for as long as you can. The first COD they did that for, it's literally like an abandoned building that you're in. Right. And it's like kind of broken and everything. And the bottom floor that you start on, there's like four windows. Right. So if you were playing like by yourself or just like with another person, it's so intense because it's like, oh shit, I got to watch these two. You watch those two. Right. And we'll see like how long we can keep that up for until they get in the house. Right. And that was just like, it's so like, if I can't be in a zombie movie or work on a zombie movie, I'm going to play a zombie game and just that's going to put me in the world. Exactly. Exactly. And like, to me, like that is so much more interesting than like, not, not that I don't like dying light, but like, that's just not, I don't no, know. Like, yeah. You, like, you, you understand? What I'm, it's like th- that to me is just more like a parkour simulator, like you were saying, more yeah. so than, than like, uh, okay, let's like live in the zombie world. Like, let's try it. Like, what, what intrigues me about zombies is like, it, it, it's, it's just, hey, this is my base. I need to protect it from the zombies outside. Yeah. Right? Like, that, that's always what's been interesting to me about zombies. Um, and all of the zombie content that I really love is where people go, all right, I'm checking out. I'm setting up whether it's the house or the mall or the army <laughs> base, but, like, this is where we're staying, and we're going to do everything in our power to keep those things out. Yeah, and then exactly. eventually, in Romero fashion, that never works out. <laughs> <laughs> It always gets infiltrated by the last fifteen minutes of the movie, yeah. whether it whether it's uh, someone's brother coming in or whether it's a biker gang ruining it or whether it's uh, army people ruining it. it. It's that's that's what's going to happen at the end of the movie. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it. it I, I love that about Romero's movies, though, especially the zombie movies, is that it all starts out. You're like, okay, shit could work if everybody just does what they're told and sticks together and acts logically, but then there always has to be some sort of dramatic fight that leads to chaos. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's always right. That That's always about, and that's what I love about Romero zombie movies. And like, honestly, and I'm not trying to get like political here, but like nothing could be more clear. Like Romero could not have been more right about anything because we have the COVID situation. It's like, that's Hey, if everybody just, just if everybody just listens and does what they're told, this shit can be over. Like we can work harmoniously and everything's going to work out. But then you have to have that small group of assholes that ruin it for everybody. And oh, yeah. like, I, I feel like we're in the third act of a Romero zombie movie <laughs> because it's just like, Oh my God, like all of the Karens going out and fucking protesting and ripping off their masks and all this shit when nobody's vaccinated yet. It's like, okay, wonderful. You're the biker gang. Congratulations. <laughs> right? Like you're, yeah. you're, you're the guy opening up the gate to let all the zombies into our safe compound. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. It's no, it's, it's funny. Cause I was about to say that too. Like it's very similar, but, right. but, like, zombies, but it's just people acting like you see like roads and all them. They're acting big because it's like, Oh, we're, we're the only ones around that, you know, are thinking clearly or like, you know, yeah. you gotta, you gotta just shoot them and get rid of it. It's like, oh, right. well, there's other ways to go around things. Exactly. Yeah. You I can, probably like, sound crazy for saying that, but it's just like, it, it reminds me of it very much. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm going to ask you one more time. Have you read living dead yet at all? Have you started it? I haven't started it. Oh my God. Evan. It's I had like almost I, a year. <laughs> I know. It's so <laughs> bad. Like, it's in. It's beside my. It's on my bedside table. It's okay. literally there all tonight, the time. And I tonight, just need to start in, in, instead of instead of scrolling on your phone for half an hour, just spend half an hour, twenty minutes. I don't care. Just start it. Okay, I I, I got to start it. Like, it's. I've been so excited about it too, and like, 
I was so happy when it was coming out. I was like, holy shit, it's something Romero. Yeah. And then I just, I haven't read it. And it's, yeah. It, I'm, I'm a horrible, a horrible person for that. To me, it honestly is the definitive word on zombies. I remember when you were messaging me about it when you finished reading it. Like, I actually got so excited for it. I was like, fuck, right. I actually have to start reading yeah, this. Yeah, you do. It, it, I'm not going to lie. It starts off kind of slow. It takes a while to, to get to where it's going because yeah. it jumps around to a bunch of different people. And then it picks up like 15 years later with all those, those people. But it's cool because they all have different um, experiences with how they first deal with like the first zombies that they encounter. But like honestly, dude, I'm not even kidding. It is probably in it's it's definitely in my top three zombie media of all time. That's crazy. Yeah. And like whether or not Romero wrote even more than a quarter of it or even more than fifty pages of it is irrelevant because it's such a solid zombie story. And yeah. as a fan of zombie stuff, I think that you're really gonna enjoy it. And especially too, because like I was saying, like you can make the parallels of like Romero zombie stuff and like what's going on in the world right now and like this book touches on it's so fucking weird because it literally this happened way before um Trump's like uh insurrection and stuff like where where everyone started marching the Capitol. there's a literal scene in this book that replicates that exact thing and it came out a year ago that's crazy and and it's crazy too because like um in like North Carolina, I think it was like a couple of years back, like there were like the white supremacists that were marching with tiki torches and stuff, right? And in this book, yeah. those people are marching with tiki torches to go and burn up the the like big like um essentially like like what like the, the capital is um but like in Toronto. And and that's what I love about it too, is like it's set in Toronto. Like you would fucking love this book. I'm just I want you to read it so, so much because it, it's it's so topical, it's so present, but it also just references all of Romero's movies and the man himself. And it's just honestly like one of the most intriguing books that I've ever read. Like I thought that zombie media, there was nothing else to say about zombies, but then this book is like, hey, like, no, you can tell a very beautiful personal story that celebrates George Romero and Toronto and Canada and all these different aspects of the world. And then, but, and then you pair it with what's happening in the world right now. And you're just like, Holy shit. Like Romero was right about everything. That's nuts. Yeah. It's fucking awesome, dude. Like I really want you to read it so we can talk <laughs> I got about it. it. Yeah. Um, There's, um, also like, <clears throat> I was going to put in a couple of things. There's like, um, I remember like I knew zombies was kind of like expanding too, especially when it was in like Michael Jackson's thriller. Yeah. But then there was like a couple of bands I listened to in like high school. One I still kind of like listened to, but I haven't heard in a while. So there was a band called um, Wednesday 13. Yep. It was like a horror uh, rock metal band. Yeah. And they had songs like um, Haddonfield. Yeah. Uh, I walked with a zombie. They yep. even yep. They recorded the, um, the song in uh, Return of the Living Dead. I always forget what it is, but it's uh, the one where Frank uh, goes to cremate. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, uh, um, burn. Yeah. Burn they, the like, flames. Did a, yeah, burn they did the a flames. cover that, and it was super yeah. good. It was like, oh. I love like, that song. So that sounds so great. <laughs> yeah, it is really good. And then there's, like, this metal band that I listen to. Uh, they're called The Devil Wears Prada. Mm-hmm. But they did an EP called Zombie, and the first song kicks off with like a radio thing or like a TV thing where it's like, listen, there's an outbreak, you know, stay inside, get away from these things. And it's just like, 
it's like a four or five song EP, but it just kind of like goes through um, the different like the evolution of the like zombies, I guess. So like the beginning when everybody's going crazy, then the middle where it's like things are still kind of like, what do we do? And then it gets to the end and it's like, well, we're fighting and all that stuff kind of thing. But they just announced that they're doing like a follow up to that. And this is like, I got to say like maybe 10, 10 years later and they're doing a second one. Like that, it's still popular. And like, I know they're a band, but like they've sold out two, three pressings of like their vinyl and stuff. Right. Like, I think it's, it was like one of their most like popular um, CDs slash EPs. Right. But the fact that they're doing another one, it's like, it's still there. Right. And it's 2021 and it's still very, and like, even we're getting Zack Snyder's like Army of the Dead. And yeah. I Soon, think, right? Isn't that a couple days from now? Yeah. Like five days. Yeah. We're going to get that. And I'm excited for that because like, it's not only, it's going to be a big movie, but it's like set in Vegas. Yeah. So it's like a very, very big atmosphere and i think yeah. it's going to be very good and i'm really excited for it because like i don't love the dawn of the dead remake but i think it's a fun movie yeah yeah me too and it's, just like how crazy it gets and like the dawn of the dead remake especially the first half an hour or so is a very depressing yeah movie. you know it's like yeah. where like i i love i love when he's like when, when the guy's like, oh, you know that fat chick from Dairy Queen? She's going to come over tonight. And then the one guy's like, dude, everybody's dead. Your mom's dead. Your brother's dead. That fat chick from Dairy Queen, she's dead. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, just, it's yeah, just like, oh, shit. Funny. Yeah, you're right. Like, like we, we all like are like, okay, yeah, like, shit's going to get back to normal. It's like, no, like, I don't know if you understand this. Everybody is dead. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, even that, it was, I think two of my favorite things were like, oh, Savini's got a um, a cameo in it. Yeah. Yeah. And then Ken Foray has a cameo in it. And I'm like, man, Ken Foray, his cameo in that is so good because he's yeah. literally saying like some of what he was saying in the original movie, like, you know, the dead will walk the earth and all that yeah. stuff. And I was just like, I just remember being like, that is so, f- I'm so yeah. happy they did well, that. But it, because like, Nobody else in that movie could have said that line. And the no, fact yeah. that they had Ken Foray come and do that line again, but yeah. with different context, is great. Because when, when he was talking in the original movie, he's referring to, like, African culture, right? Yeah. But then in, the, in, in the, the remake, he's as, like, this, like, homophobic preacher, right? Because he's yeah. like, you have man-on-man relations, same-sex <laughs> marriage, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. And, then, and then he's like, how do you think your God will judge you? And, like, not that you agree with the politics but you're like holy shit like yeah like from that point of view sure you could see how like this this is why this is happening right no yeah like like it was just so fun yeah exactly and yeah but again nobody else like you couldn't have sarah Pauly say when there's no more in hell right you couldn't have (laughs) even even ving rames as cool as he is that that's just not his character no yeah right so but yeah um Okay, last thing. Are you excited for the the Back for Blood game? I am. Yeah, me too. I'm, just, I'm shitting my pants over here. I remember oh my God. too, like, <laughs> the game came, like, when they announced it, whatever, and they did the trailer, I was like, that's exciting. And then they announced, like, Barbara Crampton is doing the the mother voice or whatever. I was, like, super excited. I was like, oh, my God, they're getting people from the horror community to voice people in the game. Right. And even if it's just her, I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Like, that's so cool. Yeah, Exactly. 
exactly. Just, I, yeah, I'm very excited for that game because how long has it been since Left 4 Dead? Left 4 Dead 2 came out in 2009, I want to say. Yeah. So it's been a hot minute since we've had like a game yeah. like that. And yeah, and like, it looks intense. It looks like it's going to be fucking hectic. It looks like there's going to be tons of zombies and like tons of blood and yeah, gore and everything. And it's, yeah. it's very exciting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm stoked. I, I I feel like there's another zombie renaissance coming back. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I can feel it. You know what I mean? Like, sure, Walking Dead's not super popular right now, but the, these video games and and with the Army of the Dead coming out, and I I feel like something something's gonna happen again with zombies. Yeah, we have to bring one last thing up that I okay. kind of forgot about, and it's uh, Romero's Twilight of the Dead. Yes, which is gonna be getting made. Which is absolutely crazy to think. It is crazy. Because <laughs> he's not directing, obviously, but like yeah. they're, his wife is like, yeah, like the two writers that they got, like we're really excited for this and we think the, like the fans are going to love it. And I'm like, I'm excited, but I'm like, I have to see something. Exactly. Before I get too excited because exactly. I don't want to be let down. It's like, this is his final, this is supposed to be like the final piece of the story. Right. See, like, of everything. And it's like, that's both exciting and very sad because that means like nothing Romero probably will be done again. Like, right. See, what I'm, <laughs> I don't know if this is going to happen, but so apparently like they never did any crossover characters because different studios and stuff own the rights to the, the, the different characters, right? But. Yeah. What I'm thinking is if they were able to hire the same actors but never say the same names, yeah. I would love if they have Ken Foray as Peter, but oh. you don't call him Peter, but he's like running like this like camp thing and Galen Ross is there. And then there's like the main character could be this 45-year-old guy who's the kid of, of uh, Franny and, and Flyboy. Yeah. I, would, I would die if this was like a sequel to all of Romero's zombie movies yeah no that that would be to me as like a diehard romero fan for like the his final thing i would love if it all came together you know what i mean and like they meet sarah on the island and stuff and john's that you know what i mean like that would that would be so exciting yeah even like could you imagine if bub had an appearance man i would actually shit a brick like like maybe they have to go back to like the underground military facility because like there's like pertinent information that you know what i mean like that would be awesome i would fucking shit my pants at the, of course that's not what it's gonna be like I'm, I'm getting myself too excited but that's not what it's gonna be at all right? it's crazy because like as like we're talking about this like i just pulled up like some stuff about twilight of the dead and whatever and like the co-writer uh for twilight of the dead, like this is like the it's so sad the way he says it like not I guess, like, not in a bad way, but it's like, oh, my God. But, like, um, the co-writer explained that the movie was George Romero's way of saying goodbye to the genre he created years ago and bringing the series to a proper ending. Like, that is fucking... That is so, like... (laughs) Oh, my God. It's so sad because, like, this is literally going to be the last thing with Romero's name on it. Like, yeah. That's, it's, that's insane. It's crazy, though, because not to speculate too much, but what do you think that, that means? Like, do you think they're going to nuke the planet? Like, is it it's, just them trying to I get to, if, like, a nuclear yeah. thing to, like, destroy the whole planet? I wonder if they're going to do that or, like, there's going to be a cure or, like, it's just going to be, like, all humanity's dead. Like, yeah. just everybody dies and then that's the end. 
it's it's that's insane to think like this is gonna be probably this is the last zombie movie in his in, in his series yeah like that's it's gonna crazy. end everything and i wonder if there's gonna be answers or questions like that like how it started and yeah <laughs> yeah because yeah, night of living dead gives gives a very brief it's like well maybe it came from uh the satellite that came back from venus or whatever yeah right? like it's like but that's never confirmed or denied in the movie. Yeah, no, exactly. It's just so open to like probably everybody's interpretation. Like, oh, maybe it's this. Maybe it is a meteor that dropped, or maybe right, you know, exactly. It could literally be anything, and it. I think that's part of the fun of the series because, like, yeah, you can just keep guessing, and exactly. we don't know. But it also doesn't matter, which is why it's yeah, no, no, for, yeah. for us fans to talk about it. It's the same with like Halloween when people are like, oh, why do you think he killed his sister? And obviously some of the movies do shit. answer that that later on. But like, yeah. but like if you're just talking about that first movie, yeah, it's fun to just be like, why do you think this happened, right? Like, yeah. why didn't Michael talk for 15 years and all this stuff? No, yeah. Right, but yeah, but it, it's fun for us to, to talk about why it happened what do we think and then it's never even said exactly how you turn into a zombie because sometimes it's oh yeah if you just die of old age you can come back as a zombie and other times it's okay if you get bitten then you're infected and then you come back as a zombie or it's also if you get bitten then it speeds along the process of dying and then you come back right so it's like there's never any answers really into who becomes a zombie in any movie really like there's not like um peter and dawn of the dead he talks about how if you get bit you don't really last more than three days but that doesn't yeah. imply that getting bit by a zombie is the only way to become a zombie yeah right he's that's just saying that it speeds the process along well that's like again talking about 20 days later they didn't have to get better something they like puke blood in their face and as long right. as it gets in their eyes or their mouth like yeah. they're infected they yeah become exactly. That. exactly exactly but yeah it's just it's it's crazy to think like this is the end of his like his, his legacy. Yeah, yeah. Like, it this started in 1968 just because a guy wanted to make a movie. Yeah, and it literally created, as we said before, arguably the most popular monster today. Yeah. And it was just this kid, essentially, he was in, in his late 20s. He's just this kid that just wanted to make a movie, yeah. and he changed the world. Right, there's like a, it's fucking crazy. There's a part in the article here. It's just like. Um, they're like speculating they're like maybe this could be like the version of day the dead that he originally wanted maybe they're gonna like like kind of put it like that like big compound up top yeah but they would just but didn't they kind of do that in land of the dead though a little bit i think yeah it would be like i i consider it kind of that but like when you were i remember watching one of the extras on day of the dead and the way they talk about it it's like it's similar but like they had like, I don't know. I just I think I'd want to be. I liked how they did it in Land, but I think I'd want to see it done in like Day of the Dead style, right? So like on an island or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Versus, I think that would be like it is. It is done Land, but I just I don't know. I just wonder. Popular. I just wonder what the budget's going to be though, because like the last couple of Romero movies have been so low budget. Like I think Survival yeah. was like four million dollars, right? <laughs> like it's like not. It, these aren't like big budget, like Universal's not putting out <laughs> Survival of the Dead. So I yeah. I don't know who's who's behind like unless they get like some someone like an Edgar Wright or somebody to to direct it, you know, like I, I don't know yeah. how they would go about getting like a, a good budget for it. Because that's no, no. that that's part of the problem too, is like 
personally, I'm a fan of Diary of the Dead, but I don't really care about survival. But yeah. um, but like I I can see like how he was hurt by those lower budgets, even though he preferred lower, like Night of the Living Dead and even Dawn of the Dead to a degree was a lower budget movie. But oh, yeah. right, but then like he couldn't do what he wanted with Day, and then but the bigger budget means you have more cooks in the kitchen, which he also hates, right? Because yeah. <laughs> then he makes Land of the Dead and says that he's unhappy with how that turned out, and it was a miserable process for him. So it's like, yeah. it's, it, it's weird. Like, I, I, I don't know what the answer is to, to having, like, this big creative vision, but then also that requires more money, but you can't get more money unless you have more cooks, right? So it's yeah. it's, it's this big, messy situation. Well, I'm pretty sure the George Romero uh, Foundation is going to have their hands in it. Yeah, for sure. Which will be good. That's like the best possible route they could go. So hopefully yeah. maybe they'll just be able to do it like themselves. Yeah. If they put like a fucking a Kickstarter and Indiegogo, whatever, I'm definitely like, I'm going to contribute. Yeah, exactly. If they did something that route, like just to get some like extra money or whatever to put towards it, I would totally be for that. Right. Anything to actually see this movie get made and come out. Right. I would, I would personally love... Um, as like a way like if if it really does end with like every human on the on the earth dying and but then like um like it's just zombies left i would love for them to cut to like different parts of the world like even if just for a second like i would love to see zombies walking around by the army overrun yeah, but yeah. yeah, but right. I would love to see zombies walking by the bunker. I would love to see yeah. zombies walking outside the Monroeville Mall. Yeah, and I would love for the last shot of the movie. Of course, this isn't going to happen, but I would love for the last shot of the movie to be um, Russ Striner and Judith O'Day, but like as different zombies though, like walking by, like the, uh, the in the cemetery of Night of the Living Dead. That would be. How cool would that be like, as like such like a like a pinpoint, right? Like as like a pinpoint yeah. into the whole series. Like, yeah, everybody's dead now because humans fucked it all up. Like we could have done this, we could have done all these other things, but we fucked it up, and then now the zombies overrun everything. And now let's just see these iconic locations from these movies yeah. of like how they took over, and then you end it in the cemetery of Night of Living Dead. Yeah, that would be uh that'd be exciting. That'd be really exciting. Yeah, like that that would be you could even like replicate the farmhouse and then have like the burned truck, like the rusted truck and stuff, yeah. like and then you're just like passing through all that with like zombies walking around and then you get to the cemetery. So and cool. that would be so cool. <laughs> oh, they should hire me. I would love to direct this. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> like, please. Oh, yeah, exactly. Let me do it. <laughs> all right. Um, do you have anything else to say about zombies? Uh, no, I think <laughs> I think we covered. Well, other than they're fun, yes, zombies are fun. Yeah, zo- Such zombies a fun are fun genre. Yeah, they are. Okay, well, um, thanks everybody for listening to this episode. I promise the next episode won't take two and a half months to, <laughs> to record. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, thank you everybody for listening. Um, I've been your host, JT McCallum, and I'm Evan North. And have a spooky day. <laughs>